Well, hey, I'm Grace, and I'm the host of this podcast, She Builds Me Up. She is my neighbor, my friend, my sister, my mentor, and my inspiration. She's the everyday woman that surrounds me all the time. We laugh together, we cry together, and we love together. I value her because of the amazing gifts she shares with me. Come and join my tribe and let's build something amazing together. This is where we uplift one another, we let our guards down, we invest fully in one another, and we become stronger by doing so. Together, we are going to get into the nitty gritty of this weird world of adult friendships. We're going to combat our challenges and have fun while doing it. Okay, we are back with She Builds Me Up, and I'm here with my good friend, Emily. If you want to say hi, Emily. Hello. (laughs) How are you? Um, And Emily and I have only been friends since, what, July? July. Yep. End of June, I guess. Beginning of July. Yep. Um, and we kind of hit it off right away because we're both really into food. Yes. Would you say? <laughs> would you agree with that statement? That is correct. Um, yes, yes. Um, yes, I love food. And so we both kind of grew up in this uh, family culture where, like, whenever we plan a vacation of any kind, it's like, where do we? Where eat? are we going to eat? We find a restaurant and that becomes and our then vacation. Yeah, that's where you like your starting point is this restaurant, and then well, what is there to do around this restaurant? Right. You know what I'm saying? And if it's or, another restaurant, we'll we'll do that. Yes, or you're willing to travel anyway. Yeah. And then when we first met, she was with her parents, and her dad starts talking about this amazing barbecue place called Pappy's, and I was like, Pappy's? That's in St. Louis. I'm from St. Louis, <laughs> and it was like this. Like anyway, so we just bonded over barbecue that Emily will hopefully want have one day. Oh, I will but, definitely. Those ribs are legendary. Yep. So for those listening that are in St. Louis, you probably have had, have had pappies. For those who are listening that will go to St. Louis, you need to eat pappies because it's just... And if you live there and you haven't, shame on you. Yeah. Go I now. don't think anyone I know hasn't. Right. But if you Good. like, if you snuck, like if you fell through the cracks somehow, like that's just... Come on now. Your friendship is now on the rocks. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and so hopefully we will be planning a foodie trip as soon as i get my passport (laughs) uh to canada because emily is from toronto so and that's a good foodie city so we're hoping to make it up there one of these days but my passport's been expired for like too long four years it's expired that's long (laughs) enough oh my god we need we need to do i need to rectify this situation yes um Anyway, so I asked Emily to come on the show today because she has a really cool thought that, as I've mentioned before, I do a cooking club once a month at my house. And so this last November, I did a Friendsgiving, which um, might become a tradition, probably will come become a tradition. And so something that I grew up doing with my family is that we... Around on Thanksgiving Day, we all sit down to eat, and then we have to answer the question, "What are you grateful for?" That is specific to that year. So, I guess for us, it was 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Emily, I'm gonna have her read what she said um, when it came. So we all run around the table. There was what like 15 of us there. Oh, at least. Um, yeah. And it was just a really cool moment because I've always only only done it with my family but like I warned everyone in advance about what the question was and I was really impressed with all the answers and it was just this really cool moment of like 
us expressing our gratitude for the year 2019 like just uplifted everyone and like it was just this, it was a really cool moment and emily um had a really cool thought that i wanted her to share so go okay. ahead do you want me to read the whole thing uh yeah go ahead and read the whole okay. thing all right i used to work very hard to avoid negative emotion uh, i thought that if anything bad happened to me i could not handle it so i usually avoided growth because it was uncomfortable uh, I didn't want to change because it required a lot of work and discomfort and frustration. Uh, but as I traveled through setbacks, feelings of being overwhelmed, disappointment, loneliness, sadness, and the lack of the spirit um, in my year of 2019, I learned two very important things. I learned that it is so sad to avoid opposition or uh, things, the, the negative basically, uh, because without that opposition, without the sadness, the loneliness, the disappointment, and being overwhelmed, there's no joy uh, and no moments like what we were having during Friendsgiving. Um, the nights like the like Friendsgiving are so special because it's in opposition to our day-to-day. -day. Watching our kids smile and laugh is so sweet because it's in opposition to their cries and their temper tantrums. Spending time with our husbands is so great because the time is so limited, um, especially for, for Grace and I, we're doctor wives, so that's always limited time. Uh, and while learning about this joy and opposition through moments of crying out to God, saying this is too much, I heard him say, it's not. I'm thankful for God's confidence in me. He knows I can do so much more than I think I can. I'm thankful that he gives me the opportunities to prove it to myself. Um, so the other thing I learned was that if something's not going my way, it must be going God's way. And at each moment, things start to go a different way. I say, maybe this is better. So maybe this is better. That's the short little catchphrase that we've kind of <laughs> yep. been using ever since Friendsgiving, whenever something doesn't go our way, whether in a joking manner or a serious manner. Yeah. Um, and so I just really like that concept as we're thinking about when things don't go right in our relationships when things don't go right in our life, when things just go differently than we expected to, instead of being frustrated, instead of all this, you just answer it with, well, maybe this is better. And just kind of having that faith that it's going to yep. work out and you just don't know how it's going to work out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I wanted to ask Emily because she decided to bring this up at a friend's giving um, when we're talking about gratitude. And so I wanted to talk about what do you feel like the role of gratitude is in the concept of maybe this is better? Okay, so when I, I was thinking about this uh, earlier today and maybe this is better leads to gratitude. And it does because when you look for something that's better, so maybe this is better works like this. I'll, I'll explain it a little bit. Um, whenever, you know, something goes awry, awry in your day, uh, you take a moment to just kind of stop. And when you're ready, because it's not always immediate, you just say to yourself, okay, well, maybe this is better. And then you start to look for reasons why it's better, why it's going to be better. Um, and that is a form of reframing. And so, and that's what gratitude does. Gratitude is just a form of reframing your situation. Um, you know, when, when you have a sick kid, this is a common thing, you know, you have a sick kid and you're like, oh, my kid has a fever, but man, they are so cuddly. 
And I love that. My kids are not that way, the, but I'm going to trust um, that. <laughs> that it, it happens. It happens to people. But, yes. you know, your kids become more cuddly and you're, you suddenly become very grateful that they're snuggling with you because it's not very it's not very often that your kid's going to snuggle with you. So that's just a form of reframing, mm. um, which is what you do when you're feeling when you want to have more gratitude. You just look for the, the good. And so maybe this is better just leads to gratitude because you're taking this situation that that you're not pleased with saying okay well maybe this is better so then you start to look for why this is better because if that's what you're telling yourself maybe this is better you're going to look for it and then when you find it then you find that you are grateful you're grateful that it went differently because it's better yeah and so it's just all it's just a cycle of of looking for the good and then feeling gratitude Yes. No, I love that. And I think, um, I think gratitude is like the secret to life, honestly. Yes. So, and that can manifest itself in many ways. Like the, maybe this is better idea or like the, the way I phrase kind of your, a similar combo is like the embrace it. Yeah. Yep. Concept or it's like, okay, things aren't going the way I like it. Let's embrace it anyway. Yeah. You know? So totally. Um, and so I kind of wanted to dive a little more in. So like, what were the circumstances in your life? <laughs> that led you to thinking of this concept of maybe this is better? So I think it started when uh, we moved here to a tiny little town in a state that I've never, I can relate, never been to. (laughs) Didn't know anything about Uh, it. Um, My husband had only been here for maybe 24 hours. I don't even think that long mm -hmm. when he came to interview for the program. And, uh, fell just head over heels with this with the little city town i don't even think you can call it a city it's like town, town village yeah. it's a township township mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like <laughs> smaller than a town uh, yeah um and we moved into our house we had bought a house that we'd only ever see saw online we had a realtor she was fantastic she went um and you know checked it out for us facetimed us and mm. then we arrived and it was just a situation that was just like hard like mm-hmm. when you imagine something for so long we mm-hmm. bought it in march and didn't move till june mm-hmm. end of june like beginning of july and so it sat for so long it was musty smelling there was like little spiders everywhere um the walls i thought were white but they weren't white they were like this soul sucking gray it just like <laughs> looked dirty all the time and so i just was like Okay, uh, but I I then like my husband was so excited about it. He was just so excited to be there, and so his positivity really just started to have me thinking like, okay, well this can't be like this bad. Yeah, as bad as I'm thinking it, it is. Yeah. it's it can't yeah. be. So then I started thinking about like, okay, well, what am I? I started to reframe. Okay, what am I grateful for about this? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. so then I started looking like okay well like we have central air that's super rare in this town we have a garage we have a backyard like these things we did not have um the year before because we were living in an apartment Mm -hmm. so um once i started thinking about all the things we had i started to see the house differently and then i realized that it was it was better this way like you know it was just turning out to be better than i expected and then over time the concept just kind of like began to grow and grow as I was studying gratitude more. And then all of a sudden a thought just popped into my head. Well, 
maybe this I, I was trying to like encapsulate it in, in like a phrase and the thought came maybe this is better mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I was like yes maybe this is better if it's not going my way it's going it must be going God's way mm-hmm. and so maybe this is better yeah yeah so that's that's kind of how it was born well I think moving is always a good opportunity to have experiences like yes. this that we hate but then love later yes um <clears throat> and so okay um and so i think i was wanting to it's important because it underlines your need for growth and understanding um and so i wanted to ask you if you have an example because i feel like you moving here that's like a newer example where you're probably still figuring out how this house is better for you and all that and so do you have an example in your life where you can like in hindsight say yeah it is better that yes. this worked out the way it shouldn't have originally yes so sometimes so maybe this is better also works when it is not necessarily something that's going wrong you know because that's that's like the initial that, that's kind of like where i realize like oh, okay well this is not the way i thought it was but like this is better sometimes like things can be going right and then something happens, but it doesn't, it's not a negative thing, but mm-hmm. it ends up being better. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. So, and that's my example that I have that as I look back, I'm like, oh, that was better, but it, I wasn't in a bad place going to a, a bad place or a good yeah, place going yeah, to a bad yeah. place. This was, I was 20, I had just turned 21. Mm-hmm. I had a bishop that asked me um, if I had thought about serving a mission and I was like, nope. I have not and I will not thank you so much <laughs> and uh he said yeah no problem that's totally fine I just felt like I should ask you and then you know several weeks later the thought just wouldn't leave and then um I just knew that that was actually the direction I should be going in mm-hmm. and so I started preparing for a mission which just really changed just changed me in a good way mm-hmm. and then um as I submitted my papers, my husband just came into the picture very unexpectedly. He was a missionary mm-hmm. uh, for our church. And, um, you know, missionaries, if you know anything about missionaries from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they don't date. They don't mm-hmm. uh, have relationships while on their mission. But we were good friends. I would go out teaching because I had a mission call. And um, near the end of his mission, which he um, ended my town my city was his last area um when he left he said oh you know you know we should uh i'm I'm gonna go to conference i'm gonna go to general conference and i was like oh yeah that's cool so are we like my mom and i were going down and Mm -hmm. to utah for conference and so it just happened things just were in motion i was in the the right place spiritually Mm -hmm. that he was and it ended up you know, we ended up, you know, long story short, we got, we ended up getting married and now we have four kids and, you know, he's in residency and our life has taken us all over the place. And so that is an example of maybe this is better. Like I did not want to serve a mission, but that was not a negative (laughs) thing that I was going towards. That was a positive thing, but it just, that, that change, that shift, like shifted my whole life. Like, I mean, I moved from a different country. I mean, not that Canada's seems even totally like a different, different country but but there. i moved countries and i moved to different states now and so mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. this is better it's not always doesn't always have to be a negative thing yeah going yeah. like 
you know, to, into a negative thing, trying to find the positive. It can be right. going into a positive. And just a different and just, positive than yeah, you expected. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes, very well said. Yes. Um, I like that story. And I feel like as I've been thinking about this concept of maybe this is better, um, kind of going along with the concept I had thought of when I was getting ready to move called just embrace whatever it is that I need to embrace in my life it's not going to go because life just never goes the way you think it's going to go and so like I thought about when we moved to Danville almost four years ago now um Ben is a resident and for those of you who are familiar with that you go through this match process where you like apply and you interview and then this algorithm tells you where you're going to end up going In the, um, in the medical field. In the medical field, yes. Yeah. And so um, he didn't get a lot of interviews, and so we kind of went into it knowing that he wouldn't match. And, like, in the medical world, not matching is, like, the worst-case scenario. Um, it does and not feel good. It, <laughs> no, it doesn't. And so, um, but we had, you know... I just felt like we were guided to this one place. He did this away rotation and like they loved him and they told him they loved him and they told him that they, you know, they were going to rank him highly and all this stuff. And then I was just so convinced like, okay, like God is good. Like, even though he only got like four interviews, which, you know, you're supposed to have way more than that. We would still match into this one spot and everything was going to work out great. And it didn't. As spoiler alert, we did not match. <laughs> um, but we did get a one year, um, like prelim. That's when you don't do a full residency. It's just like a one year kind of interim general surgery spot in Danville, Pennsylvania. And I was just like, of all the places. Of all the places, I'd never heard of this place. I'd never been to this place. Um, ironically, it was about an hour away from the place I thought we were going to end up. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Yeah. And then, um, anyway, so it was just this moment, like, we're at the match ceremony when, like, because you all go and you, like, open these envelopes and you all find out. And, like, everyone around us is, like, cheering and, like, yeah, I got my first spot or second spot and or just happy that they matched it all and tears right. of joy. There was a proposal. Like, oh, my gosh. There was all kinds of excitement happening at this <laughs> ceremony. And I'm just sitting there crying because <laughs> it was like, which at least everyone else is crying too. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't really stand out, thankfully. <laughs> oh my gosh! So like, I'm just sitting there crying, like we're moving away because I'm from St. Louis, and that's where we went for med school. So like, I would be moving away from my family, my comfort zone, my favorite city in the world. Um, I have this. I had the time. I had one baby, and I was just like, this is the worst ever you know just the worst yep there's this is rock bottom <laughs> this is rock bottom for me um and so obviously everyone listening knows that i've come to love danville because i just, i talk about it all the time but um we moved to danville i cried the whole way there basically maybe not the whole way but probably the first few hours of the drive oh my gosh <laughs> what a sad um, drive. it was a sad and like every moment in that last week in st louis you're like this is my last time doing I'll eating pappies come here this again. is my last time <laughs> which is silly because obviously i've been back many times since because i'm from there but anyway so i just on the way over there like i just like was like med- uh, mentally preparing myself with this idea of like you just have to embrace this 
maybe this is better. Maybe this is better. Which those words were not in my mind at the time, but it's It's the same idea. It is. Um, And Mm -hmm. I just, I, it's a testament that Danville, I felt at home immediately, which that is surprising because I don't usually make friends very quickly. And I, I do now, but at the time I didn't. And it was just this weird moment of like, okay, like this is this was better this is this is good and then he didn't match again the next year when he thought he would and it becomes very confusing and then you were (laughs) like what the freaking heck um but then he matched the third time around and we're here to stay for the rest of residency so they're gonna say the rest of our lives the rest of our lives probably not but um anyway but the point being is that like there's more to that story, but I could probably fill up a few hours worth of telling that story. But the point being is that, like, obviously, had I gone into that situation with the maybe this is better attitude, I probably... Well, then again, I think it's okay to cry, I guess. Okay, so. well, okay, so that... that I have a very interesting thought about that. You've asked yeah. me about how, how I handle negative emotion now. Yeah. And, and I... Well, first of all, I embrace it. A little bit better. Good for you. And I handle it much more healthily. Yes. Now. But, yes. um, excuse me. So I allow myself to feel all the feelings. Like I allow myself to feel frustrated because this isn't a, this isn't like a, a like blanket of, oh, well, everything will be fine. Like right now or, yes, yes. you know, it's, it's not mm-hmm. like that. Like I let myself feel disappointed and frustrated yes. and angry and mad. And like, why is this happening mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. have those thoughts? Because I'm a human being and I'm not yeah. a robot. Right. And I just don't think that if you, if you're not allowing yourself to feel those negative emotions that you're not going to process them. Right. Like accurate, like appropriately. Right. And if you're not processing them appropriately, like it doesn't matter what you keep telling yourself, they're going to surface at some point and in some way. And so I just allow myself to just feel them like in the moment. Okay. And sometimes I can't say like, maybe this is better right away. Sometimes Mm. it takes like a couple days of me to process and not be upset. Yeah. And, um, you know, cause it is disappointing when something doesn't go the way that you want it to. Like, of course, like, yeah. you know, even if it is going to be better, like you still have to almost like mourn that loss of that plan. Yeah. And so I allow myself to take the time necessary. Sometimes it's right away. Like, and I yeah. can be like, eh, well, maybe this is better, you know, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then other times I'm like, Hey, three days later, <sighs> maybe this is better. Ugh, fine. <laughs> you know, and I'm like yeah. not happy about it, but yeah. eventually like as the day goes on or the next couple of days, like I see little things, but I don't think it, it's, it's always that fast. Sometimes it will mm-hmm. take a long time. Yeah. And it, sometimes it takes a long time for you to even be ready to say those words. And yeah. that's okay. That's yeah. all part of the process. Right. And I know for me, like, I feel like I just talked about how I cried a lot with the Danville thing, but like even then that was miles ahead of how I handled setbacks even like a few years before that. Right. And a few years before that. And like, I just feel like I've gotten to the place now where like, we're going to be moving probably. Well, I pretty much, yeah, we're going to be moving in like two and a half years. And like the idea of it is not like earth shatteringly sad to me. Like it is sad because I love Danville and I love the people here, but like, you know you can get through it. I know it. I can get through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. And it's just kind of like this cool, like, 
when you put your place yourself in this mental state, even if it takes you a little bit longer, sometimes a little bit shorter, like you're less like constantly improving with like your right. ability to cope. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You yeah. trained yourself yeah. that, you know, you can reframe things in a positive way. Like right. that's just your default now. Whereas right. before it might've been, you know, just to kind of complain about it, which is what my default was. That's why I didn't want any growth because right. I was just like, well, this is just going to be hard and uh, I don't want to do this. Right. And now right. it's like, okay, this is annoying, <laughs> but maybe this is better. Gosh, yes. dang it. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. Um, so when, in preparing for this um, episode, Emily sent me her, she wrote like a journal entry about this concept back in November before Friendsgiving. And um, her journal entry explained three things that the concept does. And so I was going to have you go over your three concepts. Okay. Would you like me to name them? Yes, that okay. would be great. So the three concepts that I kind of broke it out, broke it down into um, is one. Um, let me read it here. Okay. One displaces. Okay. So it displaces anger or frustration. So we kind of just talked about that, how it just um, can take your anger and frustration, just kind of takes it down a notch. Yes. You know, it diffuses it. Yeah. It, yeah. Yes. That's a really good way to put it. It diffuses it. Um, <clears throat> instead of instead of being, you know, your knee jerk reaction, just being like to explode or just like, well, like whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So then the second thing is it changes my view. So, and what I mean by that is it just, it starts to change what I'm focusing on. It starts to change what I'm looking for. You know, whatever you tell yourself in your mind, that becomes Mm -hmm. like your truth, so to speak. And that's what you see. It's what you notice. It's what you look for. So if you're looking for something to be better about something, you're going to find it. Right. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then you just become happier. Like you just can't not be happy because you're thinking about why it's better. And if you're thinking about why it's better, then, you know, goes back to the whole gratitude thing. So, so yeah, it, it it changes my point of view or what I'm focusing on. And then this, the last point to me is the most important part of it. And I think this is the reason for it um, is that it makes me rely on God more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I also say with a, maybe this is better. I also say if it's not going my way, it must be going God's way. And mm-hmm. because I, I really believe that God is so invested in our lives and his hands are, are in our lives that, um, when things aren't going our way, I, I really believe that they're going, going according to God's plan for our life. And mm-hmm. I always, always say that it's just better. It's yeah. always better. And, and I've always said that God's plan is always better than my plan. I mean, I've said that to myself at least for years. Yeah. Um, it's not always easy to accept God's will. No, uh, it's not. I mean, it's, that's not like a, a cop out for like not having to feel emotion. Like it's still hard. Yeah. Yeah. But it just increases my faith that, mm-hmm. okay, I can't see the big picture right now. I can't see how this is going to be better. Um, but it will, like it will at some point. And, and I don't always believe that it will be that you will know it in this life. I think that there are some things that will come in our lives that we may not know why it's better in this life. It's just Mm -hmm. not either. It's a concept that our like mortal minds just 
can't comprehend in a mm-hmm. in a limited amount of time that that with the way that we process time you know god is dealing with eternity yeah in eternal ways and eternal thinking and i think that that the the process that is just different than what our brains can handle yeah yeah you know and so we may not always understand you know some things that happen to us and why it could possibly be better when it's according to god's will but for the majority of things in our lives like though i think that's the exception mm-hmm. those things are you know like a, a death of a spouse or something yeah like, to me that's like an exception to that rule um mm-hmm. but i think for the most part trials and challenges that come into our lives like yeah. we, we can we can look for the better and we yeah. can find it right. In, right in small ways at least yeah yeah so yeah that was that was what i wrote wrote down and the relying on god part and having more faith in him just an increase in faith in him and his plan has just yeah given me a lot of peace i can like mm-hmm. relax a little bit more yeah. i don't have to like control everything when I, that's exhausting yeah. well and there's just there's power in letting go of your control because that's only going to frustrate you when you're yeah. a control freak you yeah. know like because you can't control right anything in this life i mean you can control what you wear kind of but right you know and i think there's just power in admitting that you don't have control because that's hard to do yeah so that alone is hard just to say hey i gotta yeah i can't you know it it makes me think of when my kids when i set a timer for my kids and they're like i want to watch a i want to watch a movie i'm like okay in a half an hour you know we mm-hmm. can watch a movie. You set a timer and they ask you like every minute, like, is mm-hmm. the timer up yet? Is the timer up? Because they don't understand 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like they don't grasp that concept unless they have like a sand timer and they're watching this. Sand. Yeah, and they yeah, can yeah. have something physical to see. And so, but we're, uh, but I always tell me, I know how much time is left. Just relax. Don't ask me again about the time. Like just go about your business. Yeah. And I think yeah. about that with God. Like he mm-hmm. knows he can see the sand dropping in the timer you know and but yeah. we keep asking like okay but like when is the timer up yet like <laughs> is it my yet? time like are we there yet you know yeah, and he's just yeah. like okay don't ask me again like i'm in control i know when this is good for you yeah. and it will yeah. be when you know the sand yeah. is gone from the timer you just can't see it right i think of it like right. that that's a great way of thinking about it um kids teach you a lot of things they do they do i'm learning <laughs> i've learned a lot um and so I think um, as we're talking about this idea of maybe this is better and how we can um, cope with negative emotions and how we can like embrace the changes in our life, um, I think that when you're an adult and you're facing friendships, one of the biggest problems, not problems, but just things with having adult friendships is that it, they change a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think this concept goes really hand in hand it goes really well with this idea of like how to handle adult friendships because like I think a lot of times we try and make these friends and like we're not as close as we thought we would be with someone or we're this other person's trying to get close to me and I'm kind of like wait what or like something negative happens between me and a friend and I don't know like a lot of us will just be like peace out then because I don't want to deal with confrontation I don't want to deal with the drama you know yep but I think learning to embrace negative emotions and being vulnerable enough to like approach that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like let's say like this lean is, into does it. not happen with me and you, but let's just say we had something um, 
negative happen between us. Right. Like, right. I feel like the easy thing to do is to say, well, I'm just going to avoid Emily now for the rest of my life. Like, <laughs> which is harder to do in Danville because I see you a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> but if we lived in a big city, <laughs> peace out. Peace out. I would never <laughs> see you again. But I think that's why, for me, Danville has taught me so much about adult friendships because yeah. I see these people because population 5,000, you see these people on you can't avoid them, like grocery store, well, especially church, if you go to, preschool yeah, pickup, like. Right. So like it's it forces it has forced me to confront you know negative things with people that I might not have done if I lived in a different place. Right. If that makes yeah. sense. Yep. And I think that's where this maybe this is better comes in because it's like okay, like I have to confront this, and like every single time it has been fine. Like, right. When I say it's been fine, are we always best friends afterwards? No, actually. That doesn't always happen. But, like, it works out the way it's supposed to. And, like, it teaches... It's taught me how to, like... How do you deal with someone when you were really close and now you're not? Or... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just how to have a positive conflict resolution. Yes, positive conflict resolution. Which I do want to get more into this probably in a later episode. Because we're not going to... Once again, we could talk for hours about this. But just this idea of, like... Maybe it's better that, like, you're growing apart from your friends that you don't live in the same city anymore. Or maybe it's better that you're in this circle of people that aren't a lot like you, but you can learn and grow from them and be built up by them. Yeah. Maybe it's better that, like, the parents of the kids with my same age kids are not the people I would pick to hang out with, but this is who I've got. You know what I mean? And, like, that sounds negative, but, like, it's for me, it's ended up being a very positive thing. Yeah. Anyway, just choosing to do the hard thing. I guess that's, I think that's a big lesson you can take away from this. Maybe this is better thing is like embrace the negative or if you're feeling afraid or if you're feeling too shy or if you're feeling whatever, do the hard thing anyway. And like, you'll be blessed for it and it will turn out better. Yeah. Anyway, those are just some of the thoughts that I was having as I was thinking about how this concept could tie into friendship. Cause I know, especially for me, when I moved away from my family, I was like your friends become your family in a place like this. Yeah, Assuming totally. you're not from Danville, there are those people that are from Danville. Um, but it really forces you to build relationships yeah. in a way that you probably wouldn't have in a way that I didn't really in St. Yeah. Louis. I mean, I had friends in St. Louis, but like I didn't lean on them as much because I was like, well, my parents will help me with that. Yeah, you know. Yep. No, and I so, I totally totally agree. Um, I think that it's um when you had mentioned about, you know, growing apart from friends that you had had once before, I think sometimes in a, maybe this is better kind of attitude that sometimes you can't grow Mm -hmm. unless, you know, you've removed yourself or you've, you know, you're less close with some people, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, you can think of your own relationships and think like, Oh, I wonder if, you know, if that person's, building me or <laughs> dragging me to the bottom of the ocean yes, and yes. you know and so maybe it is better sometimes yeah, for relationships yeah. to run their course and you know you're always cordial right when right. you see them you yeah know? especially if it's someone you know from home or whatever that you don't yeah, see all yeah, the time yeah. mm-hmm. but uh yeah that's an interesting yeah interesting thought well and i think the last thing i wanted to touch on is this this idea when you're moving or just when you're in a new phase of life or like moving yeah. is in the medical world you move a lot yeah. so you know i've we, in our marriage we've only been married not even seven years and we've moved like 
let's see, one, two, three, four or five times. Like, yep. anyway, it's just like this crazy like whirlwind and like you're Every constantly having. Every one of my having... kids has been born in a different state. There you go. That is, <laughs> she's got four of them. So <laughs> that is at least how many times. Yes, yes. And so, um, just thinking about like when you have a maybe this is better mindset, you're focusing on what can you gain versus what have I lost. Yes. And I think when you're moving or when you're trying to get in there and make friends, it's like okay, you can focus on like what you've lost and like the environment that you used to have and how I used to be close to family and how I used to have this and I used to have that. And if you focus too much on that, then you're missing out on the ability to like yeah, focus on what you can gain. Mm-hmm. But that requires letting go of control because you don't know what you can gain. Exactly. You just have to trust that it's something worthwhile, Better. which yep. it, it is. So, yeah. Anyway. I mean, it, it can be or it may yeah, not because if you choose not to look for the good like you're not going it's not going to be better for you that, you, yeah, just, you have to make that's that true. choice yeah you to do look for it you do because it's there it is there yeah but yeah. if you don't look for it you won't find it right right which and especially is, with people like if you aren't looking to invest in the people around you like they're not they like people pick back. up on other people oh, you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. and if you're standoffish and you're like uh like nah. you know what like i mean like, like oh, okay. they're not gonna be like yeah. oh let me go approach this girl yeah. like <laughs> she looks really open to having a conversation <laughs> with me she does um anyway so yeah. those were kind of my thoughts um as we talked about maybe this is better with relationships but just yeah. in general i think this is a concept that will um, improve your life yes. no matter what the 100% uh, aspect we're talking about is yeah whether you're going from a positive situation to a negative or a positive situation to a different positive situation yeah. you yeah. can uh, yeah. use it in every day big small mm-hmm. it doesn't matter it applies right it applies in all aspects of right. your life right it does anyway just wanted to uh, thank you for coming on today because I was um, very uplifted by your maybe this is better a concept at Friendsgiving. And so I knew that I wanted to bring you on. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And so anyway, so I will wrap this up, I guess. All right. Thanks for being coming. Thank you. All right. Okay. If you are liking what you hear in this podcast, either in this episode or others, I would just love it if you guys could leave a review um, on Apple iPodcast and share this episode with your friends and family if this message meant something to you. Life hardly ever goes according to plan, but the one thing I've learned is that if you embrace the changes in your life as they come with a maybe this is better attitude, things always work out for the best. Your circumstances may not change, but you can change, which will lead to a happier, better mentality all around. I hope you enjoyed my discussion with Emily. If you want to follow along for updates with the podcast, feel free to follow me on Instagram at shebuildsmeup. You can also direct message me if you want to reach out about anything. I'll be back next week.